Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Broadcasting in the evening on WCPT 820 Chicago's Progressive Talk and on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota, the Matt McNeil Show. Jeff Stein's our national and presidential expert. He is a noted author. You can find his books at your favorite local publishing establishment, whatever you like. And of course, totallyiowa.com. He also provides us with the Iowa Business Report and the Iowa Politics Report, which come to us from his mothership, KXEL, Cedar Falls, Waterloo. Hi, Jeff. How are we today? Well, this is where I collect my uh, regular paycheck and have uh, really poor insurance benefits. So, yes, that's where it is. Right <laughs> Iowa. Here. Paycheck, Sell it. Paycheck and poor benefits. Well, that, that's that's just the company. That, oh, nothing that, with the well, uh, it kind of does, actually. <laughs> it's, uh, it it's, does. Uh, it's a multi-state company and... Uh, Oh, I, I'd love to read the list of that multi-states because I bet I can find a theme. Anyway. <laughs> Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, Nebraska. Well, okay. Illinois, probably the outlier there. But, you know, one of these <laughs> things is not like the others. All right. I got to bring up something here that is starting to be a little concerning. Okay. So let's go to the border. And mm-hmm. you have Texas who is basically saying that the federal government doesn't have any right to regulate the federal border as they see fit, which is illegal. It's actually, it's well-established. The federal government is on certain things, supersedes states and all that stuff. That's actually been established. They had a Supreme Court ruling, which was a stunner that was 5-4. It should have been 9-0 because it's pretty cut and dry law, but it tells you how much ideology has been put on the SCOTUS at this point that basically that the the Texas can't do this. But you have Texas, you have the governor of Oklahoma, you have the governor of South Dakota, all putting out language, which at the end of the day basically boils down to this. If need be, you need to start opening the Texas forces, the South Dakota forces, the Oklahoma forces need to start opening fire on whatever you know, is trying to stop them because their rights supersede anything else. And I know that they're not saying that directly, but they're saying we need to stop them at all costs. Well, then where is that going to end? And at this point, I think we are looking at a situation where inevitably some idiot from Texas or Oklahoma or South Dakota is going to start firing rounds into Mexico and create an incident, international incident. Or we could end up having more people drowned that could be saved out of the Rio Grande River. Um, at the very least, I, I'm just I'm concerned because is this if they know they can't win the election in 2024, is this where they're really going? Is this really we need a civil war, another civil war to straighten this all out? Who wouldn't win the election in 2024? Well, if they feel as if Trump is not going to win. If Trump is not going to win. Let's, okay. let, let's be honest. And let's be honest. In 2024, if Joe Biden wins fair and square, which is le- very legit. I mean, it's like you see a third of his Republicans basically say they're not going to vote for him if he's convicted of a crime. If a third of Republicans don't show up, he's not going to win. And Joe Biden wins. Does I mean, is any Trump supporter going to think that's legitimate? Of course not. They've already well, been told it's a legitimate. They're already told that it's not going to be. It's not going to matter. And they're already going to be looking for. Well, if they're not going to allow my great orange god back into the White House, then basically maybe it's time to start opening fire on people. 
No, I think that's overstated. Uh, right down to the part where if they get a sense their guy isn't going to win, they're confident their guy is going to win. And they will be confident until after the general election. You know, so there's not going to be a point uh, in September where all of a sudden there's a distinction. Now, the legal argument is you've got a, a balance between states' rights and the role of the federal government. The role of the federal government is to protect the sovereignty of the country from external forces. What they're claiming is that if the government, the federal government does not do that, then they have the right as states to exert a certain amount of authority. All well and good on paper, but what happens if the president nationalizes the National Guard in Texas? Well, what and, if and the president nationalizes the South Dakota National Guard on duty in Texas? That's the next logical step, well, is it not? And and that's the big thing. And right now you've gotten Noam and you've gotten, I don't remember who the guy is at Oklahoma, Stitt. Stitt, Stitt. is, a, Stitt, is, Stitt. is mm -hmm. the governor of Oklahoma. You've got mm -hmm. the guy, you got uh, Abbott down in Texas who are basically saying the, the Biden better not do that. Well, but he can. And he can do that at any sure. point he wants to. And this, but he could also tighten up the border with executive orders. Well, but at the same time, you you this is, the question here is this. Mm -hmm. Does Texas have the right, if they don't agree with the president of the United States, who is duly elected to run the country by a majority of the people, and they mm -hmm. disagree with this, can he at any point just say, states' rights, and go do this? And, and go and basically say, we're going to kick the federal government out, the U.S. Army has to go, we're going to put our troops there, and it's going to be some sort of libertarian fantasy world where uh, we get to decide what, what this do. is. Here's what they'll do, Okay. Go draw a line and say, this is the federal border. Okay. Mm -hmm. How far into Texas, the state of Texas, does the federal jurisdiction lie? Actually, if I remember correctly, but because there was this whole big thing about the wall under Trump, I think it's a hundred yards that basically the federal government doesn't necessarily encroach in on that, but has the right to go a hundred yards away from the border. And that, and basically it, I don't want to say imminent domain it, but you know, basically it's part of the deal. If you live down there, you know that there's that it's, element there. It's, it's like an easement yeah. why you have yes. to have a sidewalk in your front yard. Yes. Okay. So, so that's my point. The federal government, let's just say they have a hundred yards, whatever it is. So at 100 yards and two inches, go put up your razor wire. Because that's what, I mean, that's not in, in uh, controversy at all. So go ahead and do that. I mean, that's where this is now headed, is it not? Because that's no. the, the next logical thing. And, and the broad point is, if that happens, what's the point of that kind of game of chicken? How does that help us control the issue of crime, of drugs, of humanitarian concern, of safety, how does that help us get toward the ultimate issue? And the answer is it doesn't because a bunch of folks fired up on election year testosterone on all sides decide this is going to be the issue. Well, and, and, and it's it's silly. And it, it's dangerous. Your point is valid. Is like where are they going here? And because it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, and and when you get to the point where people are drowning in the river, and the mentality is we don't care. And well, that's I, what I say. Then take your crap out of the river and, 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 just, and let exactly. them come onto U.S. soil, and then say to the federal government, "We have razor wire here. This is your problem." Yes, and see how far that goes. 
Well, that seems to be an eminently smarter play, but intelligence, other than during this conversation once a week, has left the room. <laughs> oh, I think we're skipping down the street, too. Uh, but the, uh, we're leading the crazy parade. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, but OK, the problem here is this is we cannot deny it, it's not a majority. It is not. But there is this element of the Republican Party who is, well, if we can't get our way, it's time for a civil war. And sure, you get idiots like that Marjorie Taylor Greene who are out there. But the tone of this, the Supreme Court has ruled, you guys can't do this. End of story. I don't care if it was 5-4 or 9-0. It can't be done. It's over. But yet to have the insistence from Oklahoma and South Dakota and Texas that's saying we don't care and if, you know, at the end of the day, our way goes, well, where does that go? Because if all of a sudden we call out the 10th Mountain Division and send them down there and all of a sudden they start doing something you don't want to do, are you going to order the Texas troops in to start firing on the U.S. Army? Because I can tell you what, that's not going to go well for Texas. No, and uh, this is going to sound like a name drop and I don't mean it to. It's just for attribution. When I was doing another show when I was hosting a show as three, three weeks ago, maybe, mm-hmm. Um, and, um, one of the callers said, uh, Greg Abbott would be a great vice presidential choice for Donald Trump. I thought, sure, whatever, you know, it's open line Friday, bring whatever you want. (laughs) Someone from Texas then called in and said, with all due respect to the guy from North Carolina, that would be horrible because Abbott is crooked and he's, he's under investigation. There, there are now becoming uh, news reports that the reason why there's the border issue is that he's really not trying to keep them out because he's one of his big donors is putting together a building and that's going to be low income housing. I mean, they had a much more cogent argument than I, because mm-hmm. I didn't pay attention. That's what you do when you host a radio show. You don't really pay attention. But the bottom line is that Abbott may have some issues that affect his credibility on oh. this topic. <laughs> I okay? Paxton and Paxton too. Yes. Well, I know that's a different bucket of crazy, but I mean, because, because here's Abbott saying, I'm the chief executive of my state. I have to protect my state. Uh, remember the Alamo, whatever other, you know, how about them cowboys? I mean, whatever else they want to throw out there, but apparently don't scratch too deep because you might not like what you find on that issue. And so again, the, it's, it sounds great to say, all right, we are going to show the federal government. They can't do this to Texas. Because, you know, Texas, God bless Texas, right? So yeah. its own sovereign nation. Yeah, just, <laughs> just back it up 100 yards. Give them a, an extra yard. Go metric on it. I don't care. And then put up your stupid wall and, and then eliminate all of the drama. Actually affect positive policy change. God forbid uh, well, that there be uh, policy change. And we're going to get there, too. I would say this. It would be hilarious to watch Texas watch NASA and all the military bases leave. Uh, <laughs> they'd frantically do it. But can I ask you this about Mexico? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we have NAFTA, but if they are feeling like there is a threat to a Mexican citizens from the Texas border, couldn't Mexico just shut down every border crossing in Texas tomorrow? Sure. Leave them open in well, New Mexico, Arizona, California. They're all open over there. But shut down everyone, and by the end of the day today, they'd have that razor wire up and all those Texas troops would be back home. Am I crazy about that? You're crazy about a lot of things, but in, uh, yeah. now here, here's one thing with the trade. It's now the USMCA, right? The, the successor yeah. to NAFTA. Yeah. Now, the only reason I make that point is not to 
poke at the host, but because this is the six-year review of the deal. Okay, so literally all sides are coming to the table to review the terms of the agreement. Is this the time you want to anger Mexico? We're already having trade fights with Canada on every issue. Everybody thought Mexico would be the issue. Well, it's not. So fine. If Mexico says uh, we're going to block Americans from coming into Mexico, uh, go get your tequila somewhere else or whatever. I don't know. Does that hurt Mexico from tourism? I don't know. But again, what's Mexico doing? Well, there is something they could do (laughs) to to your point. I don't think the Mexican tourism would affect because most people, I think, are flying down to the destination. I mean, Tijuana, maybe, but that's California. That's not the problem here. I honestly think if all these if all those border crossings, if Mexico shut down all the border crossings into Texas tomorrow, by the end of the day, he'd have so many calls from major corporate leaders of the world basically saying you stop this now or we are done with Texas. And I think that they themselves would. I think we made our point. And that the standard thing when they basically get shown up. Oh, Matt's doing impressions again today. This is great. Again, get, give me the J.R. Ewing type impression. Nah, well, no, yeah, I can't. I, I need some barbecue to do that. You bring up policy points. Okay. The Republicans are getting driven off the cliff again by Trump. They actually had an election year win here because it does sound like Biden had made a lot of concessions on the border to make sure he got that funding for Ukraine primarily. And so he was willing to do it. He saw the writing on the wall. Lankford's out there negotiating like a pro kind of on this thing. It sounded like the Republicans were getting a deal. Most of the Senate Republicans are like, we're never going to get a deal like this again. And it's being torpedoed because Trump doesn't want to get it again. Uh, it doesn't want uh, Biden to have a win here. It's we got about a minute. So your thoughts. Yeah, but, but, you know, I think Trump's irrelevant on that issue because, for example, look at the Oklahoma GOP. They censured their yeah. own senator yes. over this. And this is the part that's maddening. No one has seen the text of the bill. There, we, you got the president saying it's tremendous. You got the Speaker of the House saying it's awful. You got everybody in between. No one has seen language. Shut up until there's something on paper. When Langford came on out and said, this is a really good bill. Langford is not a moderate Republican. He is no, a conservative no. and he's been one of these border guys. So the fact that he was saying, no, this is a really good deal. And the Republicans, under because of Trump, are, are kind of torpedoing it in the House. I, you know, it is kind of interesting to see there. I'll tell you what. Let's talk more about this. I also want to get into the the the, the debacle. That's this Biden, uh, uh, Joe Biden impeachment inquiry. Jeff Stein joining us today on a Wednesday. Nine five two nine four six six two zero five. We'll take a break. Come on back. It is the Matt McNeil Show. Joe, on your Wednesday, Jeff Stein, kind enough to join us here. By the way, uh, your comments about Abbott and what we don't know in the rest of the country. I've had two people say, oh, Abbott's as crooked as the day is long. And they, you know, <laughs> it's, I, it's funny some of the stuff. You, I mean, I, we all know Paxton's dirty, but I didn't realize how bad Abbott was. Well, and, you know, this, for the folks listening in Chicago, you didn't hear what was going on in the break in, in Minnesota, but. If it were not for the AM 950 calendar, may I point out? Yes. I would not have known that yesterday was FDR's birthday. Yes. So thank you for that. Uh-huh. And you know what I'm the the what I get to do last thing out the door before I go home tonight? Turn the page from January to February in my Matt McNeil 
commemorative AM 950 calendar. Uh, so thank you for that. My That's the highlight of my day, there, <laughs> which shows you how my day has gone. Well, we'll get cable down to Iowa before too long. All right. So sorry. Sorry. I'm joking. Yeah, uh, well, when you're done with that set top box, fire it on down here, would you, buddy? That'd be great. Roku, you say? Anyway, uh, the I have Roku. <laughs> what was wrong with that? All right, all right. Speaking of misguided, uh, let's go to the House yes. impeachment of. I mean, we could go into uh, the, I, the the whole Senate attacking Zuckerberg and stuff today on the the online stuff. I mean, that was just fresh fodder. And as as Durbin and, said, and by the way, just just on that point, yeah, sure. So let's let's, Mr. Zuckerberg, is there anything you'd like to say to these families that have been so adversely affected? And he gets up, puts on the choir boy face, which is the one he's born with, and apologizes and says he'll do better. Jeez, talk about stealing the thunder out of the room. Yeah. I mean, sorry, but it's like, is there anything you'd like to say? Well, yes, I have prepared a few words and they're sincere and you're going to look like an idiot. Yeah. Trying to think of words that I can say on the radio. The, the, the thing which is funny is that they really did not go after Elon Musk or Twitter at all. And I'm sorry, the biggest cesspool online right now between Reddit, it's Reddit or, or Twitter and neither of them, it was TikTok and Facebook that took the brunt of the force today. But uh, mm -hmm. that that's there. Uh, another witness comes through on this supposed impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. Basically it was his personal accountant. Yeah. He, he says, no, there was nothing. There's nothing here. There is nothing here. And when I go back to the point about when this election happens, if Trump loses, that there's no Trump supporters going to believe it. We had Nancy Mace come on out and say, basically, oh, well, he said there was nothing on, going on, but we know what was really going on. And that's <laughs> okay. what she said on a news. And, and, and they're like, no one follows like, well, what is going on? Because he said nothing. It, it's, it's all about just pandering. They, they just desperately want to get an impeachment on Biden. They know it would get thrown out of the Senate immediately, but that's not the point. The point is to basically impeach him just so Donald Trump feels better about himself. I'm not, maybe I'm not really sure their goal is to actually ever take it to an impeachment vote. I think the goal is just to muddy the waters, just to drag things through the mud. Uh, you know, here's the thing. The number one thing that they taught us in law school was never put anybody on the stand unless you know what they're going to say. And that's why you do these depositions ahead of time, et cetera, et cetera. So you put a guy up there who you knew was going to say that. Yeah. And if you didn't know he was going to say that, then why didn't you find that out ahead of time in the in court? We would have called a pre-trial discovery. Because you just look like a bonehead. Now, they've got all sorts of bank records, et cetera. If you can make a compelling case with that kind of evidence, okay, go make the compelling case. And if you want to just muddy the water, fine. But I don't think any of those people want President Kamala Harris. So what's the end game? I say the end game is just to make Biden look bad. Well, and here, you know the numbers better than anyone else I know. I mean, what's what's the vote total advantage for the Republicans as of today? Is it one, one. vote? It's one vote. One. There, there are 
plus four and five Biden districts where Republicans are representing those districts who there is not a chance in hell they're going to vote to impeach the guy unless you've got some serious evidence because they know that they will basically not survive if that's what happens. And and so, I mean, even if they was an intent, I, I mean, if they did get it up for a vote, I think they already know that, too. There's just not enough votes because. I mean, over under, what do you think? How many Republicans, especially in borderline districts or plus D districts, would say, no, I'm not going to I'm I'm not going to do this because that would just kill my political career. You will lose at least 10, if not 15 Republican votes. Yeah. OK. Because, see, what yeah. they'll do is to the, the ones who do cross over will say, well, there's enough financial shenanigans and he's derelict on the border. And, you know, Afghanistan was terrible. I mean, they're going to bring in all this stuff and say, well, no, the articles don't say that, but we know there's much more going, you know, that's the way you'll justify it. But uh, no, because, and then they can vote no by saying, well, it's never going to go anywhere. So why waste our time? Mm -hmm. And that's how they slither out of that. Well, and, and I, and I know that they're, they want to get his Homeland security uh, director. He's, Mm -hmm. I I think my is going to get, you know, impeached. Although once again, you're looking at it. it, Well, and and you're looking at what, uh, you know, it still is, you need every vote to go along with it. And it's going to be interesting because once again, this border stuff, it plays well in these deep red areas. It doesn't play as well in the bluer areas. And so maybe it doesn't happen. You've got the president himself now saying we've got a problem. I'd shut the border down tomorrow. It's like, okay, so now the border's a problem. Hasn't been a problem before. And when I said, so what if you impeach him? It's the administration policy. That's not going to change. Biden's not going to say, you know, if if not for that Mayorkas guy, I'd have been doing things much differently. So what is the point of the exercise? Zero. Because it takes attention away from actually passing laws that, I don't know, might help. Well, and can I say this about Biden? I think Biden's playing this up because he knows Trump is out there saying, everyone, let this go. We, we don't want the border issue. You want this. You want to get after this guy. And the reality is he's not, hey, I'm willing to do what, what the Republicans want me to do. I'm willing to do this. It does not help the Republicans that much to have to sit there and say, well, it's not good enough when he's basically agreeing to everything that they want to do. I think he's playing it up for the crowd at this point. I think Brett should start a countdown uh, clock in the corner of the number of impressions you do. We're now at two in this last 25 minutes. This is, I can hardly wait for hour two in Minnesota. <laughs> well, I, I, I got a great Harpo Marks uh, that I, I, I'll share with you. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Books available wherever you find books. Of course, totallyiowa.com. Yes. Jeff, I'll post the Iowa Politics Report. Thank you very much. Chicago, have a good one. Minneapolis, St. Paul, hour two up next.